Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Wow. Okay. You guys couldn't hear any of that. So what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brass Man Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm Creeping It Real. And we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on because my computer decided it uh, wasn't going to play anything. So that's going to try to fix that. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at a blank screen. That's cool. Anyway, Rob and I are together. We're in the same room. It's pretty wonderful. It's pretty awesome. We were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris, in the chat. <laughs> Let us know about sound. There we go. Because, um, yeah, we can't see anything. So if uh, you know the deal, guys, if you want to uh, drop a super chat or whatever, feel free to do so. We'll uh, highlight your comment. Hopefully it will pop up because we can't see. <laughs> I really I don't know what's happening. But uh but heck yeah. So basically today we're just we're just catching up we're doing with a you guys. One on one. Yeah. Um so we're uh, we're just going to do some recaps on our 2022 seasons. Ooh. Uh mostly mostly Rob because Rob hatched out really cool things. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll talk about the Herb Society and uh and some other awesome things that are going on. So so Rob. Yeah. You hatched out you hatched out scrub pipe. Finally, and finally, I did. I done did it. <laughs> you done and did it. It's it's. This is my third year trying to breed them, and this year is the first year I've been to like just con- kind of control everything my my own way. And uh, yeah, I, I bred scrub pythons. Janet laid a nice clutch for me. Um, it was ten eggs, which was awesome. Just first time mom. Hell yeah. She's eight years old, and uh, uh, so. I'm trying to think of what, what even to talk talk about when it comes to this. I'm I'm just I'm hyped about it, but like <laughs> just a pertinent information, just like ten eggs. I had a set of twins in one of the eggs, which is awesome. And then I had one baby that failed to pip. Um, it had tried to slice through the egg, but wasn't able to, and it ended up drowning in the egg. Uh, and it sucks. I, it sucks. I was trying to let everything happen naturally, just because I really didn't want to. Um, uh, you know, make any big errors because the scrubs kind of have a, a decent size window for when they typically hatch. It's usually anywhere from 70 to 90 days that they they'll hatch out at. And uh, this, they hatched on day 80, like on the dot day 80, I woke Heck up yeah. early in the morning and at like five, four o'clock in the morning, I got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I checked the incubator and there's a little head out and I was like, Oh my God. I go wake Kristen up. I'm like, uh, the it's happening. It's happening because <laughs> for the 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 weeks the, from day seventy, I was waking up like two three times a night to go check the incubator. I was just like so stressed. Heck yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, typically for all the other clutches I do, when one pips, I'll go through and just make a little hole in each of the eggs. Um, but I really just wanted to let everything happen naturally with this clutch, and so, um. I didn't end up pipping them. And two days later, after the first one had pipped, two eggs had not pipped yet. And um, one of them, I I felt it and you could feel the baby moving around. And then the other one, uh, you poke it and nothing was moving. It wasn't happening. And so I made a little manual pip in it. 
and the liquid that came out was clear and runny like water. And you mm. know, as soon as that happens, yeah, it's usually no good. That's no good. The baby inside is dead. So I saw that clear liquid come out, and I was like, "Well, this this one's dead." So I opened yeah. it up a little bit more, uh, touched it. It didn't move. Um, and then I further inspected, went inside and, and looked at it and it was not moving. Uh, I look on the outside of the egg and there's little areas where you can see where it had tried to slice through it, made a little bit of a cut, but it didn't actually cut through the whole shell of the egg, which is unfortunate. Uh, so, but 10 eggs, 10 babies because of the twins. Yep. Um, average size for each baby was 59 grams uh between 58 and 60 grams so you know they're they're big they're They're big yeah that's that's a big baby and then the twins weigh in at 28 and 29 grams so almost half of that but the thing is the twins the egg that they were in i had one egg that that, was the the weird egg weird egg so it i thought when when it was laid i thought that uh, the egg just hadn't fully calcified because there was a ring, like one of those w- windows that you get sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a ring around the middle of the egg. And I was like, crap, it didn't fully calcify. Come to find out, it was actually <laughs> supposed to be two eggs that had separated, but it never ended up separating. So there you go. it was babies and egg. And uh, so, you know, I'm bummed that one was still born. I definitely take it as a learning experience for me. Um, but the twins not make up for it, but ends up with the same number of babies that I was expecting 10 babies. And I'm going to go ahead and say it here. They're not for sale. They're not for sale. They are not for sale. <laughs> Rob, I'm, not are they for sale? Any. I'm not selling any. I'm not selling any. These are all for me. <laughs> um, uh, I might have one that's getting traded for a different bloodline, uh, but that's it. That's probably the only one that's going to be leaving. They're all going to be staying with me. These are Janet's babies. I've been raising Janet for eight years. I got her when she was a little baby and this has been a long time coming for me. And I've, I've talked about this on the show before. I didn't really care if I bred, like she never produced for me. I wouldn't be upset. I just really mm-hmm. love my scrubs and I, I enjoy keeping them. So if they never bred, it's not that big of a deal to me, but I am super excited that it did happen. I'm really happy with the results. Um, I can't wait for sheds to start happening so I can really start yes. to see the patterning because the male has a little bit more of a reduced pattern. And then Janet has got like a pretty heavy pattern um, but It'd be interesting to see those. Yeah. yeah. And then the a couple of the babies have got these like spots all the way down, like tons of spots down the sides. And I'm like, oh, that's really kind of really cool. <laughs> and then a couple have more reduced pattern and a couple look like they have decent patterns. So I'm really excited to see what they really look like because they're red. Like when they're born, they're red. So it's kind of mm. tough to see the pattern really well. Yeah. They need to go through a couple sheds. Yeah. Super similar to like the West Poplin carpets. Yep, exactly, sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. I'm hyped about that. That is the cake of my season. Uh, I had a hundred percent. I don't want to say hundred percent success rate, but everything I bred this season reproduced for me. I got eggs. Yeah. I had babies yeah. out, so I didn't pair anything that didn't reproduce for me this season, which is pretty cool and not very common. Not common, yeah, not that common. Sort of stuff happen. <laughs> and then also, conventional wisdom for scrubs is that you need to have them set up in an enclosure for six years, and they can't have anything change, and they have to be used to a routine. Um, but for them to be able to reproduce for you granted janet is captive bred so i'm starting at a little bit more of an advantage with her than with a wild caught animal but i moved in november uh mm-hmm. to a different part of the country than where i had been raising her um in december or i think it was december that i got a bigger enclosure for her so she went from a three-foot enclosure to a four-foot enclosure um and just complete everything changed 
as I was leading up to my yeah. breeding season <laughs> and I introduced the male into her enclosure. I didn't do one of the tube systems like some people do where they just like open the tube slot and the male can, they can go back and forth as they want to. I just introduced the male when, when I knew there's been activity. I actually did test pairings because the last three times or the last two times that I've tried to breed scrubs, everyone is, you know, there's not a lot of information as far as when to breed them or, or any of that sort of information. Um, so I just kind of did experiments as over the last two years of when I saw activity of them actually breeding and January, February, March, I would do introductions, but no interest at all. Like at all, you put them in the enclosure together and the male will sit on one side and the female will sit on the other side, no interest whatsoever. Um, and then if I do pairings in April and March, all over each other, courting, all like nudging each other, like all the signs of, of breeding. And so I basically just come down to I'm only going to pair in April, and May, April, and yeah, May so now like because that's breeders. that's when that's when they seem to be active. And then I I paired them up a little bit later as well because I was like not a hundred percent sure. I was like ninety percent sure, but I was a hundred percent. So I paired him a little bit later, and same thing, just not interested at all. Mm-hmm. When they're on, they're on, and when they're not, they're not interested at all. So that was um. That was really cool, and I, I'm glad that I can share this information because I feel like a lot of people are super tight-lipped with breeding information, and I hate that. I want people to be, <laughs> I want people to be successful, and I really want to see more. You know, I I like to see scrubs. Big congrats to Stephen Kush. He just hatched out a clutch of Barnex. Yes, super hyped about Heck that. Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I I think that as we go and more people are successful, it'll just be better for the animals that are coming into the hobby. And uh, especially with some of these rare species. So I'm, I'm hyped about that. I'm over the moon. They haven't had their first sheds yet. I haven't even tried feeding them yet. I'm literally just kind of letting them chill, letting them, you know, making sure that they're hydrated, make sure everything's healthy and everything's looking good. And, and uh, I figure I'll, I'll get to all that sort of stuff when, when I get to it, but I'm hyped about that. That is the icing on my season. Last thing to hatch <laughs> out, you know, Janet's babies hatch out and I unplug the incubator. It's, it's over. Yeah, it's, that's, that's it. That's it. So I'm, I'm hyped about that. I couldn't be happier. And you um, guys have no idea how challenging it was to not talk say, about this. Yeah, to not say anything. He he sent me pictures right when Janet was on eggs. Yes. And I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. Like, we were both God. freaking out about it. And then it was like, okay, we can't say anything. Can't I'm say anything. Say can't anything. say anything. Yep. And then the baby's pit. And he's like, don't say anything just yet. Not yep. yet. We want to make the everything is it's coming out, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then it was just like, span the world. Yeah, and was... It was so awesome. Because, you know, all the people were thrown for a loop when, like, the first day at like after babies were hatching like the day you shared of her on eggs and people are like oh congrats, congrats Rob, you, you got, got eggs, eggs. Yeah. that's awesome and then it's literally like 24 hours later the baby nope, there's babies here and people were like that was the fastest incubation how yeah, did you do that yeah, right exactly <laughs> from, I, from egg to hatching in 24 hours hey scrub man, pythons talent <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really didn't want to share that I even got eggs until I knew that babies were going to hatch out and that I was successful with at least hatching out babies. So mm-hmm. I uh, I held back. I took pictures of and I, I think I did video, too, of when I pulled the eggs. Um, so I'll have that video just to document that sort of stuff, pulling Thank the eggs. And um, I actually I wanted to let her maternally incubate the eggs and I left the eggs with her. I pulled two eggs because they were outside of her coils and I left the rest of them with her. And the, I think that my room temperatures were just off and it wasn't a good ambient temperature inside the enclosure because what she would do is she would be sitting on them and then she would go up and bask and sit up there for, you know, an hour or two and then go back down to the eggs. And it just got to a point where she was 
spending too much time away from them. And I was like, it's just not worth risking not being able to hatch them right. out. So I pulled them after two weeks or three weeks or something. Um, and it like, it, it's crazy because she laid the eggs on June 24th, mm-hmm. which was, uh, 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 what's it called? An astrological thing. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. There was six planets in alignment that day. She laid her egg on that day, and then the eggs hatched out on September 11th. Eighty. The days. ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, I'm I'm pumped. I'm over the moon. Um, I'm really glad that I hatched out. Um, scrubs and man, I'm just excited to watch them grow because I just love these snakes so much, so Hell so yeah, much. Man. Hell and yeah. uh, that was just the cake for my season. And then, you know, all, all, most everything's doing okay. That Borneo clutch has given me such nothing but problems. Like, really? Yeah, it's it's been a pain in the butt. I only that have sucks. like a couple that are eating consistently. I'm force feeding some. And yeah, it's, it's been a pain. The blood python clutch, slamming Mint. frozen thawed yeah, right out the But they're also evil. Like, dim- <laughs> just like want to murder you. Open up the tub and they're looking at you with hatred in their eyes. They can, t- I can tell. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're really nice looking. Looking though, uh, <laughs> also sounds about right. Yeah. So the bloods are doing great. The carb pythons are doing good. I got some of those posted up on the morph market, and then the Borneos. I'm I'm just like you know they'll they're either going to do well or they're not going to do well. So yeah, I'm right. just kind of not holding my breath on those. Just kind of letting whatever happens happens. And uh, so yeah, that's that's been my season. I'm pumped. I I don't know if I'm going to do anything crazy for next season. I really don't want to like get out ahead of myself. So. I think I only try and do one or two pairings next season. I mean, I said that last season, but <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> so, Jeremy, how's the season go? You just had stuff hatch out, or, or oh, that was that was was that Lenny? That was Lenny. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Lenny and I it's a joint project. Okay. So yeah, so that was cool. Uh, so Lenny and myself did a joint project with my friend Stephanie. Um, on uh, just had a clutch of uh triple het uh hypo, hypo G stripe clowns. Yeah. Um, so that was, we're super excited about that. So I'm um, looking forward to making some visuals in the future, many years in the future. Uh, but you know, I mean, if you're in the ball Python game at all, you, you definitely know that, uh, the game is really going towards multi-recessive stuff, you know, after the last really 30 years of, of ball pythons has been, uh, stack as many incomplete dominant genes as possible and throw in a recessive if you can, but you know, it's whatever, it's a, a race to make the coolest snake. And uh, now that's that shifted in the last five years, really, where people are like, no, we should try to play around with these recessives a lot more and then wedge some uh, codoms uh, in the mix. So we're working backwards while also pushing forward. Yep. Um, so it's I'm excited for that. Both Lenny and I have a bunch of like double head stuff that we're working on as well. Like uh, we both got double head clown pied stuff that we're raising yes. up. And, yes. Uh, yeah. There's some, some cool stuff going on with that. And uh, you know, he'll be doing some DG hypo stuff and I'll be doing like azanthic clowns and mm. true ghost shit. So <laughs> yeah. So we're both, we both have a lot of holdbacks coming in our future, yeah, for real. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be cool. This, this year was, um, you know, I mean, we both moved yes. right before the breeding season, pretty much. So uh, you had a more more successful season than I did because I had about 60 to 70 percent of my stuff that I paired actually went. Um, but I'm still not complaining about that yeah. whatsoever after a massive move because yeah, it's not like 
we moved from New Hampshire to New York or something where the climate's fairly similar. There's Completely pressures different are, everything. Yeah, everything's totally different. We don't get the same barometric pressure drops, especially not as consistently. Um, so we had a lot of variants to deal with this year, as well as learning the quirks of our own reptile rooms. Yeah. You know, how it holds heat and humidity. So a lot of variables this year. So it was really great to both have very good seasons given all of that um a couple of really cool things though so breeding borneos for the first time boom was awesome i was super stoked about that uh sadly uh both of the amazon pairings that happened this year the one that i did with hellboy and the one that uh i was doing a joint project with with brandon with carnage neither of those girls took so we're super bummed about that but there was visual locks so they're you know able to breed <laughs> but uh you know boas will break your heart in that Every in that time. instance you know yeah they're definitely not super easy so brandon and i were just talking the other day because we were like man now everybody's getting their amazon litters are mm-hmm. starting to drop it's that time of year and we're all like we didn't get any bro when i bred <laughs> amazons several years ago i didn't get my litter until april i got two litters in april the end of april beginning of may and i was like this is what, <laughs> this is what incorrect. is going on right now well that's so that's why I've got my pinky finger crossed. <laughs> Something might happen later. But uh, but yeah, so Carnage is now back here, uh, settling in very well. And uh, we'll get him reestablished back here. Uh, and then I've got at least one or two females that I'll, I'll be pairing with going into next season. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, probably the, the highlights, though, uh, besides the Borneos, uh, was doing three really cool world's first ball python combos, which, uh, you know, anybody who follows me knows that, of course, I breed ball pythons. They're not the focus of my collection these days, but uh, what I work with is the stuff that I just really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do the black pastel Enchi hidden Jingwoma clown, that was the snake Hell that yeah. I was after like the entire season. And I had three attempts at doing it, and it took until the last clutch to get it. And I was like, freaking out as i was cutting that clutch because i was like i just i did three i think it was like a total of of probably like 15 eggs or something between the three clutches and missed on everything except on the last clutch i got one uh so i'm super happy about that so we did black pastel and she hidden she woma clown and black pastel hidden she woma clown uh so as far as i know both of those are world's firsts so super happy with that i gotta show you the, yes those both because they've shed and have eaten and they're doing really really I well i've seen carnage oh we gotta show you carnage too so <laughs> um also did uh let's see if i can remember everything because both of these have many genetics in them uh pastel enchi calico orange stream yellow belly coral glow micro scale het hypo um so yeah there's a lot going on with that that clutch <laughs> Uh, some would say too much yeah no 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 just enough just enough uh but that was a really cool animal and is now starting to you know really eat consistently it was a bit of a slow starter uh and now as it's it's gaining some size the colors are really starting to pop so i was super happy with that and then uh also did a calico orange dream enchi inferno hypo so that's like a nine gene male um so uh let's see so calico uh orange dream pastel hidden genoma yellow belly granite hypo i think that was it. i think that's everything 
damn yeah there's there's a lot happening with that male and i'm super stoked because i have some really great het hypo females and stuff that i'm i'm raising up uh that are not hidden genome related so i'll have a lot of potential to throw some some cool things in the future like i have that mojave enchi od yb calico het hypo female um so we throw a nine gene male to a six gene female you get the everything bagel we get the everything bagel the everything <laughs> ball <laughs> hey. Hey, everything ball uh, but I am really excited for for that stuff. So not many holdbacks, but a few, some mm. powerful holdbacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the season was was overall pretty good. I I can't complain. I'm looking forward to this upcoming season. Um, you know, we've got probably twice as many ball pythons that'll be ready to go. Um, be doing some pure hypo brettles pythons, um, which I'm very excited about because I totally messed it up this season. I say I thought you were about to be drowning in Brettles pythons. Yeah, year. yeah, me too. But luckily, for me, and also not luckily, but uh, I got I had gotten what was supposed to be a reverse trio of pure hypo Brettles pythons. Mm-hmm. This would be one uh, two point one. So I had these two males, and I was like, oh, which one's the the nicer of the two males? I'll just use that one, and the other one will just kind of be like backup if this one's lazy. And I paired that male with the female the known female Mm -hmm. and they would be like cuddled up with each other and i'm like okay you know that that's fine i don't ever expect to see carpets lock yeah because they usually are breeding at night or very early in the morning Mm -hmm. um but they were together so that's all i cared about i was like okay that's the that's the best case so cool fine and both of uh both of the females that i now know are females uh because i never saw any locks and then they just it things dissipated and when i started i was like this doesn't make any sense so i palpated everything because now i'm like i don't know what the hell is going on and i had the backup male that had nothing inside of it and then the used male and the female both had massive follicles Mm. and i was like Oh my god, I had an actual trio, not a reverse trio. Uh what the heck is going on? So I tried to salvage it. I threw the male <laughs> and uh. rotate and it was just too late. It was too late. The females had already begun to reabsorb and they just weren't weren't having it. So I have a 1.2 of pure uh hypo brettles pythons. Um which is cool, but I was no, also we I was yeah. also really bummed. Yeah. <laughs> um but it also explained why my big Afors line normal, who I was also pairing with that hypo male, male. didn't produce anything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But was also on the same follicular cycle as the, <laughs> as the other girls. So that was cool. Um, was also vindicated on my stonewash project this year because mm. last year I did het to het and, uh, I only got one visual and it had died in the egg. Yep. I remember that this year I did visual to het and I got four visuals and, oh. and five hets. So a few eggs went bad during incubation, but it was great to produce brettles two years in a row after not doing it for so many years. I felt very accomplished with that. No scrub Python, but you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Brettles is still cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for this coming season. Um, do Borneos again, different female, mm-hmm. but we'll do Borneos again um i'm th- actually i want to pick your brain on that because i'm thinking about that uh, vpi super stripe mm-hmm. to the uh stripe Pepper? ultra oh 
yeah seven peppers mm-hmm. male to my big uh striped ultra mm-hmm. i think that could throw some mm-hmm. cool stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. so Hell yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome yeah so very excited about that and uh in the midst of all of this we've had some really cool trips this year yeah man hey fucking <laughs> dude daytona was the shit I, I had a really good time at daytona um getting out to see people i had them sign that flag and, yes. and everything that was awesome uh and then doing a little bit of herping while i was out there see a pigny yeah, rattlesnake hell yeah I'm trying to think of what else i've been i've been doing a little bit of herping here and there uh, up by me not a mm-hmm. ton not a ton but just just trying to get out there and, and see some stuff meanwhile anybody that follows rob sees a herping post on every instagram day. every day, every day almost. <laughs> listen i don't i get out when i can my job know. is outside so i spend most of my time outside walking around people's houses so i see stuff on people's houses yeah. all the time it's just not usually snakes it's like five line skinks anoles i'll see worm snakes sometimes dks and stuff like that but heck yeah not, not like anything too too, too crazy. crazy yeah and then oh oh one really cool thing that we did recently is kristen and i went to this place that we like to go uh, herping at and I was dude we got there and it was raining a little bit and I was like man I don't man. really want to get wet I really just don't <laughs> want I don't want to walk around with like wet you know wet shorts and wet t-shirt and I just don't want to yeah. and she's like we're already here it was like a 20 minute drive and I was like I don't really yeah. want to walk and she's like let's just do a quick like like maybe it'll let up and we'll just do a quick little thing I was like okay cool so we're, we're walking and it did end eventually end up like letting up the rain didn't it, That's good. didn't didn't keep going uh and we found a queen snake like immediately like for, cool. first it, it goes down the trail goes down to the water at this little river and so flip a rock boom queen snake right there and she loves queen snakes so i was like boom queen snake the day's not there wasted go. we yep. got it it's cool <laughs> so we see the queen snake and it's got like a big gash on it though so we were like concerned oh, man. um but we you know gently put it back and everything and then we're walking and, and walking the trail and everything. And we get over to this opening area and there's a big black rat snake shed there. And I was like, Oh damn, there's a rat snake shed. And I like pick it up and it's still like soft. And I was like, Oh man, oh, this thing must've just shed. shed. We just missed it. And I was like, damn, I can't believe. And I, so I'm like, and I'm like, I'm going to see if I can find this, this rat snake because it's, <laughs> it was like a four Good foot size. shed. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is sweet. And so I'm walking around and I'm, I did not see anything. I'm like, damn, damn damn that sucks man it's it's uh, it should be right here like it, it, it was still soft like so right i take the shed i put it between these two trees i'm like at least if other people come up here they won't be scared and uh chris is walking around and she lifts up this little piece of bark and she's like i found it it's right here and i was like no nah, no way and she, go over there boom it's curled up like there was a big log like you know as you know big log i can't even think maybe two foot across like <laughs> diameter right just a giant giant log, log. <laughs> and then there were some pieces of bark that had fallen below it and so she had pulled one of the pieces of bark to the side and it was curled up right underneath that that's piece of bark. awesome and i was like are you kidding me right now that's it's so like, awesome don't look at me i'm naked dude, <laughs> she found it i was so hyped i was like yes this is awesome so i like scooped it up and he was chill he didn't strike at me he was just like oh damn you you got me <laughs> you found me yeah yeah so yeah yeah, that was that was awesome i really enjoyed that that was really cool 
And yeah. yeah, we made a little TikTok with it. it was fun. We made a couple TikToks with it. <laughs> that was, that was fun. I always like whenever I'm feeling bad about not being able to get out and do any like real herping this year, I just go look at Rob's story. <laughs> On I, feel, I feel a little yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever find something like picture, 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 picture. I, just yeah. wanna, I like sharing that stuff because I, I know not everyone gets a chance to go out. And Heck yeah. I get hyped when I see other people's uh, Instagram posts of them going field herping, like Rep to Jake or Reptile Jake. Oh yes, yeah, 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 dude. He's the Cerberus that he finds, and all lepid it, bro. Yeah. And then uh, Chuck Poland and uh, Justin Julander have been doing a mm-hmm. bunch of herbing recently, and all the lepidus they've been finding, bro. Insane. Oh dude. my god, <laughs> I am so like, I just get so envious. I'm like, oh man, I wish I was in Arizona finding hell yeah, dude, lepidus right now. And then they found <laughs> Will Arday too, and I was like, God. Damn, that's oh, they're just that's finding it. all the they're cool stuff. The cool, yeah, hundred percent. But I love seeing it. So like, if they can keep posting, that's awesome because I I'm living vicariously through them because I haven't I didn't wasn't able to make an Arizona trip happen this year, which I'm bummed about. But next year, hopefully, I'll next actually year. be able to do that because Kristen and I have been wanting to take a, just like a ten day trip out to Arizona and do some herping. And Hell yeah! Vi- she lived in Arizona for a while, so visit some of the people that she knows out there and and just spend some time out in nature. So. Heck yeah, dude. Um, I need to. And speaking of field herping. Uh, 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 speaking of field herping. Oh, speaking of field herping. <laughs> so yeah. for those those who live in the Carolinas. And are listening concur- currently either live or within the next 10 hours. Or yeah. So. <laughs> uh, the Carolina Herp Society. We are having our uh, September, September meeting. meeting at uh, Congaree Creek uh, Heritage Preserve down in South Carolina. And uh, that's our, our last big herp trip i think we might might be able to get one more in before the year is over but uh so if you're in the carolinas uh check out the carolina herpetological society on facebook you can go to the events tab and find that and uh you should also just go to that page anyway and like it so you know what is going on and what uh upcoming meetings are going to be happening i think next month's meeting i was just talking with lenny about it the other day actually might get hosted here we might have like an end of the year cookout kind of deal have people over yeah come hang with some snakes do whatever so more details are gonna come about on that a little bit later uh but the area that uh that we're gonna be at we were there at for the last meeting in july we didn't have an august meeting there's just too much going on uh so the last time we were out there in july it was just way too hot for when we got out there so we didn't expect to find too much but the environment I so holy crap earlier today I was like oh, man I wonder what species what division stuff we can find oh, yeah. in. <laughs> and I searched it and I was like there's like oh there's six species of venomous snakes in South Carolina and so I'm just looking at distribution maps and I was like oh we can find five of the six species of venomous snakes in, in this area eastern diamondbacks they're like close they're really close but we can find um timbers we can find pygmy rattlesnakes we can find coral snakes we can find cotton mouse and cor- and uh copperheads yes. so you best believe i'm gonna find something <laughs> it's gonna happen heck yeah no it's, it's gonna be awesome i'm super excited um so yeah because after we got pretty skunked we didn't get totally skunked because we did find some cool things like some skinks and anoles and Spiders. Uh, and a lot of orb weavers so many orb weavers and then also uh, our buddy dave rigoli uh let a black racer get away so rigoli's reptiles <laughs> shout out to you bro um but uh but yeah he he saw it spooked it and then like 
there was a, a five second gap between him realizing what was going on and then actually running after it. So it wasn't getting caught. Dude, but, if the racer gets a jump on you, you you're done. No, you're not catching. Yeah, you're done. You're just not. Yeah. Racers and coach whips. If you give them if you give them that two second window, they're gone. Yeah, they're already gone. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I that's one of my favorite things to, to post when it comes to field herping is when I catch a racer. And I take the video of me putting it down on the ground, and you see it, it's real slow in my hand. And then the second that I let go of it, it's like, it's gone. gone. It, gone. It doesn't even look real with how fast they move. It's yeah. so cool. It's nuts. An animal with no legs, and it's just like, gone. gone. Yeah, exactly. So impressive. So impressive. Uh, but yes, so super excited about that. So again, check out the Carolina Herpetological Society on Facebook. Go like that page. Uh, check out the events tab more details for uh, next month's meeting if you can't make uh, our meeting tomorrow uh, but if you can do so it's gonna be check great come yeah. hang out it's with us um, it's gonna be great i think uh, sadly aubrey won't be down because he's at the arlington show yep. which is fine uh, but you and i will be there yep. and then i think the entire representation for the south carolina board will be there oh, so nick's, nick Batini, he's gonna be there i think nick Batini. nick Batini, josh ortiz and alec likely will be there as well and then uh so most of the board will yes. be there minus aubrey and then uh, uh it sounds like a large number of people are going to show up so i think we'll have at least 15 or 20 people for this trip which will, be, which will be good and it's a great trail like listen everybody I am going to find things. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are going to see some stuff. It's going to happen. But I am going to try really hard to find something cool because the bar has been set high. I found an Eastern Hog <laughs> nose at the last herping trip it's that true. I went to. So the bar is really high. It's very true. And we all said uh, in July, we said the reason we didn't really find anything. Because I wasn't Rob, there. Rob yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> well, me and Kristen, when, when we when me and Kristen are together, we find stuff. So, like, uh, I have a feeling we're gonna see something cool. And then, uh, you know, I just my eyes are I'm gonna rest them real tonight so that I can scan <laughs> everything. Heck yeah, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and run our sponsor ad, and uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes, guys. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro XC18 XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. 
don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages. And of course, their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. Boom. And now we have video. Look, we have video. look at that. So my computer has just trolled us really, really hard. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> go check out Black Box Cages. Uh, they're always updating stuff. Um, I think the last time we did a podcast episode, they had just launched uh, some new updates to some of their uh some of their cages uh, as far as like new new door options and mm. uh, some some great stuff is going on over at black box i still need to get over there it's been so so crazy so uh whenever i'm down in georgia i've been down there a lot doing some studio work doing some music work uh and i keep saying how i'm going to get uh over to black box's shop to do a youtube video do some mm. promo over there and it's just been really challenging to make that happen so hopefully in the very near future we can make that happen um because i've been to the shop uh and it's awesome it's an i mean it's it's a workshop to yeah. build cages you know but it's awesome uh and if you've never seen that before it'd be really cool to get kind of an inside glimpse of what that looks like so yeah and they just posted a um a i think it was on their instagram they were uh, asking what type of uh, doors that people like on their enclosures, whether you like the sliding doors or whether you like the drop down or the swing out door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one of the only people that was like, I like the drop down doors. Everyone else is <laughs> like, I like the sliding Finger doors. Sliding. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. The thing is, I've been very disenchanted with sliding doors, uh, dealing with large articulated pythons because yes. they just like <laughs> push on either side and, and push up a little bit and push and it out and man. break it. And it's like, no please yeah. don't <laughs> so i will not do i i prefer not to doors. do sliding glass doors on yeah. anything now yeah i do i do like drop down doors i uh, all of my uh xt18s um are swinging doors yep. which is which are it was fine i mean for amazon it's totally fine i like yep. that uh but i do like drop down doors i think i just like the them best. for the scrubs because they're less likely to grab it because the ones that swing out if they oh, yeah. get their they're a coil over it they're gonna like really muscle it and i just see a scrub breaking it and i, I don't fair. want that to happen yeah no that's <laughs> totally bloods fair. and short tails it wouldn't be a big deal because they're not going to do anything but yeah. like i i when i'm thinking about it i'm just thinking about the scrubs and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> oh, flashbacks gosh. to numb like yeah, yeah right right like no <laughs> uh but yeah so go check out black box cages all their links are in the video descriptions uh go show them some support and some love and uh yeah so herp society meeting yeah field herping fun stuff oh i'm i'm hyped but but tinley bruh tinley is coming up it is actually i don't even know if i'm gonna make tinley i've, I've got Wait, what so, i know i've got so much stuff going on dude we'll have to talk about what? it afterwards yeah uh-oh yeah uh-oh i know i really want to make it but oh bro. yeah People are going to be sad. I know. I'll be sad. <laughs> Rob, I'm sad now. <laughs> well, well, I'll see if I can make it work. But Okay. I, I already asked for the time off. So if, I, if I'm if not going, I'm going to be sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Tinley is coming up. Hopefully Rob shows up. But if not, uh, I mean, it's still going to happen. So. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so still going to go happening on. regardless. Like, yeah. uh, but... Um, 
hopefully I need to send Brian Potter a message because we had talked when we had Brian on on the, the last one of the last episodes, we talked about maybe doing a live there, podcast yeah. from Tinley. So which even if Rob doesn't show up, still Jeremy might still be able it. to do. Yeah. And because I can bring re- you in remotely. Yes. If if yeah. we need to. Um, and then actually that would make life easier because I can just do it from my phone. Mm hmm uh and be a little more mobile so but uh i so i think that would be really cool so i think we're gonna do a live uh podcast episode from tinley uh which will be great just uh for those of you who can't make tinley but want to know what tinley's like obviously you can check out youtube videos but why why would you not want to jump onto a live stream and see it in real time true the only thing that i will tell you is if that happens i cannot go so when you walk into tinley if you go all the way to the right where like the smaller the area is right? yeah and i always lose signal over there like it's i can't even respond to texts when i'm over there like it's horrible so uh i can show you 85 percent of the show <laughs> <laughs> but that last 15 percent, you're gonna just have to use your imagination oh dude you know what i'm gonna do if i if i'm gonna go and i'll get a live stream on tiktok so people can send me oh, that'd be cool. and you know people get to check out uh expo will be kind of cool yeah that would be super cool uh also exciting about that is uh you know the u.s arc auction hell yeah uh, so all the big shows all the narbcs and daytona have the big u.s arc auctions which is where we do the massive pushes um usually over a hundred thousand dollars is what comes in through tinley Park. yeah daytona was just shy of a hundred thousand dollars which is awesome yep and uh, while while we're on and talking about US Arc, I want to send a shout out to uh, my buddy Jay, Jay's Rep to Life on Instagram, who just did uh, an Instagram Live 24 hour challenge getting locked in one of his outdoor enclosures to raise money for US Arc Florida. Uh, and in 24 hours, raised just over $7,000 nice. for US Arc Florida, which was huge. Um, and, uh, you know, so shout out to you, Jay. That was, that was freaking awesome. And uh, we were able to get, uh, the real Tarzan came on for a little while. Kevin came on. Um, Daniel and Elizabeth from US Arc Florida came on, and uh, a handful of other people, Max and Kayla from Military Morphs, who helped kind of put that together. Um, so it was a massive effort uh, to just get awareness out about uh, US Arc Florida and what they're doing. And uh, parallel to that, after this, uh, I'll be jumping on an Instagram live tonight with US Arc Florida. Um, as well as a handful of other guests talking about um, the FWC recommendation uh, to not allow the captive breeding of diamondback terrapins. Um, what? Yeah, they they suggested against it. It hasn't been voted on. The commissioner still need to make the final ruling. But uh, FWC's recommendation was to not allow it. Uh, and of course, they're going with the well. It would heighten the the desire for poaching and and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, like their habitat destruction is was taking them out faster than anything else. So, uh, if you feel so inclined, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, what the heck is today? The 20 24th like uh, of September. Uh, we're going to be doing a live stream on the U.S. Arc Florida Instagram. Um, a whole bunch of different people are going to be jumping on to uh, to discuss this and kind of spread the word. Uh, and hopefully we can get enough of a push and get enough people invested in it that we can petition uh, FWC to reconsider the recommendation uh, before it gets voted on by the commissioners. Because um, Diamondback Terrapins should get some some strong captive breeding efforts. There are people that do work with them under like educational licenses and, and do breed them. Uh, but as far as making it a commercially viable thing, uh, that's really what we're talking about, which could have, could yield amazing potential 
for the species. Yeah. For real. Uh, but yeah. So as always, guys, shout out to US Arc, US Arc Florida for everything that they do. Um, so make sure you're following them. And uh, we got to get Phil on again sometime soon. Uh, Georgia is dealing with their proposed tegu ban that also includes Burmese pythons and Indian pythons. Um, and I've heard, I don't know how true it is. I heard that reticulated pythons are potentially going to be added to that as well. Um, so, uh, please make sure you're following us arc, uh, and us arc Florida to stay in the know about what is going on. Um, and I also want to get, uh, Gavin from balls to you back on as well. So we can discuss some of the, cause we, we touched on it a little bit when we had him on, but, uh, some more of the stuff that's going on in Europe. Uh, there's yeah. been some other changes that have happened in, in Europe regarding bans on certain species, entire species of animals. Um, so stuff that we want to talk about and help spread the word on, of course. So that ends the serious part of the podcast. <laughs> well, no, I think we should answer that question there too, uh, for the vet checks because, uh, Oh yes. Okay. So Tinley just announced the like a week ago they were like, yes. "Oh crap. Um they're requiring everybody to get a vet check before you come to Illinois." Um Yeah, if you're coming from out of state. From out of state for to do the expo. And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, what the hell?" And it has to be like a certified vet. Like mm-hmm. a, a like there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through yes. to get it done. Yeah, and uh mm-hmm. it was per species. So the permit would be required per species, but the vet needs to look at every animal. Yeah, within every single animal uh you know so if you've only got one species of snake you know maybe one table worth of a display you know it's an annoying hoop but not the end of the world if you're bringing multiple species and a lot of animals uh this becomes a fee that adds up very quickly but thanks to us arc us arc uh there is now a vet that will be on site uh, on site that can do those uh inspections and i believe it is free of cost or, or there's a small cost I if I remember correctly, I, I heard that it was a small cost. I didn't hear exactly what the cost was. Yeah. So and it's important to point out, too, that this regulation, from my understanding, has been on the books. Yeah, this just hasn't been. Enforced. It's just never been enforced. Yeah. So it makes me believe that maybe there's been a, a change of power uh, or somebody has been like, hey, this yeah. is a thing that happens and we're not you know, falling through on that. And the government going, where's my money? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So shout out to U.S. Arc yet again uh for intervening in that and and making it more Easier, convenient yeah. you know than than what it was um yeah it's been on the books since 2007 um you know and it's crazy to think that you know 15 years it's been on the books and not enforced and, and never enforced and now it's randomly decided to be enforced uh you know your government at work folks yeah <laughs> making your life better every day yay electrolytes is what the plants crave <laughs> amazing yeah. uh but yes so always shout out to us arc for uh getting involved and really and helping uh and get making sure that we're also proactive on stuff as well i had a conversation with phil not that long ago um about some other things um and uh, we're really trying to push forward to be proactive in certain states where we're potentially hearing some buzz of some other things. So we're trying to intervene yeah, uh, before things get out of hand. So, boom. Yeah, dude, uh, kind of in tune with that. Not exactly. But mm-hmm. I was looking up uh, what counties are, are pretty good for venomous stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a county out by me that's pretty good for it. And in driving or i drive around for my work so i'm driving around <laughs> all these different towns all the time yeah the 
town that I've been like in the back of my mind. I'm like, I love this town. I just really would like to live here. Is that in that county? It's in that county, hey! like dead center of that county. I was like, okay, Heck so yeah. uh, <laughs> I need a house. This is where I'm probably gonna end up looking. So I'm pretty happy yeah, about bro. that. So heck cool. yeah, that's awesome. As long as they don't change your laws. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, again, that's just part of being being proactive and and being aware. Yep. You know, so that that doesn't doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't happen. And, and also. Uh, making sure that you're using safe handling practices when yes. you're working with dangerous animals. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Not uh, not being reckless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> we can leave it at that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Tinley's coming up. That's the big thing uh, for the end of the year. There's really no uh, NARBC Arlington is happening this like weekend to, to that at some point me I'm too not going this weekend but <laughs> no sadly no uh the super shows that's another one that we've been talking about trying to get to yep. at, at some point so yep. maybe that's a 2023 thing uh is to get into one of the super shows because i would like to do yeah, i saw dan malaria was back at those and i was like am i yes. alone <laughs> yeah right right exactly yeah yeah so that one that one could be pretty sweet um i heard from uh dan Rowe, our buddy dan Rowe, Hell yeah who was at um I think it was Pomona, the the one that was the weekend before Daytona. He went to both because he just has it that, you know. Uh, but he was like, he was like, man, you know, this the aisles, they're so big, people can just drive their cars right up to the tables and <laughs> unload. And I was like, oh man, I wish I, <laughs> that'd be so amazing. I was literally like, now I'm very spiteful to all of the vendors for the super show who get to drive their car up. <laughs> Yeah, it's a man. I think about all the uh, carbon, carbon monoxides in there. That's minor. It's a minor inconvenience. In 30 years, we'll talk about the mesothelioma or whatever is happening at that point in time. You were a loved one suffering from mesothelioma. <laughs> Do you breed reptiles? Diabetes. You were, you were a loved one breed reptiles. Have you yeah. gone to the super shows? <laughs> Bruh. You may be entitled to legal compensation. Oh, no. Oh gosh, too too much, too much, too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, okay, so we've uh, we've had our solid seasons this year, mm-hmm. and I feel like kind of late seasons as well, like stuff hatching in like my, my late September or late. But I think everything else is kind of on kind of on on par. Me, yeah. So it was Lenny and I were talking the other day, and we're just kind of like, man breeding seasons october is here right here man like we're about to get right back (laughs) into it all man it's uh it's pretty crazy so are there i know you said you weren't probably going to have a huge season coming up this year is there is there one thing that you're like i want to do that this year dude after seeing dan mcgano's side swipe to skunk trait stuff Mm. i was like what why have i never like yeah so i'm probably gonna try and do a pairing of of that Heck yeah. I have two big skunk females, so yeah. uh, I will, I'll probably be trying to do that. Um, yeah, I think that's like, I, I don't know. When I think of like, that's kind of what I'm hoping to do, but I, I don't know. Heck yeah. And then I don't really think I'm trying to, I don't, I might try and breed that jungle jag again, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. She, she's eaten. She's, she looks great. Like, yeah, she, I'm just like so disheartened. <laughs> so many slugs <laughs> so many slugs yeah the babies that came out were awesome I mean, they're, yeah. they're nice but 
so many slugs. Yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's part of the part of the game. Yeah, it's not all. It's not all wonderful. It's yeah. not all world's first. <laughs> I didn't have any world's first this year. Oh, you want one of mine? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess um, no, 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 none of my stuff was world's no, first. No, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Actually, I lied. The 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 sideswipe granites are were the world's first. Technically, those are world's first. It's true. You know, psh, no big deal. You know what? Next year's Borneo clutches. World's first. Yeah, every, <laughs> everything that hatches out. Everything is a all my first. skunk stuff from last year. All world's first. World's first. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob's been killing the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I, th- I think um, for me, it's really just the Amazons. Like really going hard on the Amazons this year. I was yeah. I was bummed that we didn't get one of the Glitter. two pairings to go. I mean, who knows? It could still happen uh, if one of them just decides to go really late, but um yeah so that's where a lot of my focus is going to be for the 2023 season um yeah and then just the uh striped ultra female who's like primed and and ready primed and ready to go yeah i'm excited about the potential for that i'm not excited for the amount of eggs that she's probably gonna have though because my super striped girl is notably smaller and had like 19 eggs so this girl is very large and i think we're gonna break 38 oh god no <laughs> just send some i mean yeah we could do that we could to- definitely do that because uh, the last thing I want to be doing is drowning in Borneos. I was almost drowning in Brettles. I don't want to be drowning in Borneos. Sure, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> too many, too many babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to uh, our buddy RJ, Hell yeah. uh, Python Designs NJ, um, RJ and uh, Andrew. Uh, I went out there the other weekend and uh, I was posting some stuff on my Instagram story over there. He's got some really cool ball pythons, but just want to give him a shout out because he's got some really cool stuff that he hasn't been showing off much to the public yet, but is coming out soon. Uh, so I would encourage all of you guys to go check out Python Designs NJ on Instagram um, and see some of the cool stuff that they're hatching out there. Uh, they've got some cool red stripe combos that uh, that were hatching as I was preparing to leave, of course. Mm. Um, yeah, some really cool stuff and uh, some proving out some new genes that have been floating around. Uh, there's I was just showing Rob one of them before we started and, and there's some cool stuff. It was nice. Uh, so go check that out. But uh, yeah, I went over there and RJ was basically like, just just show up. Just come here. Just show up and just be ready to chill, which if you guys follow me, you know, I don't ever really. i don't ever have that moment in time to do so uh so go check him out see some cool ball pythons um because everybody wants to see cool ball pythons duh (laughs) dude uh, shout out to jake too he produced some some orange dream pie yes that was pretty cool yes Um, jake from snake farm yeah jake from snake farm jake we used to work as a nerd uh he produced some orange dream uh pied stuff which Mm -hmm. is awesome um, yeah, for first clutch of ball pythons, ball pythons for him. <laughs> like sends me a picture of this ODYB pied, and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, bro. That's cool. I'm jelly." <laughs> and then um, let's see, Dominic Falco hatched out those azanthic uh, pieds. Yes, yep, um, absolutely, super ripe. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Ryan Young molecular reptiles hatched out. Uh, Lesser Sundus the. Oh yes, um, Timor Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, hyped, awesome. Lisa Absolutely. Farina hatched out white pythons. I think they're the black-faced white-lipped pythons. 
uh, Rick, uh, Rick, Cromine. Rick Cromine hatched out white lip Insane. pythons. He also hatched out blackheads and uh, yeah, 20, 30 other things like yep. just ridiculous. Some I'm super silliness. hyped to have him on. Um, uh, shout out to Eric. Oh no. Owen. Owen McIntyre from oh, yes. NPR. Yes. He produced white lips, bro. I'm so hyped for awesome. you. Passion project year. Hell yeah. And um, shout out to Eric too. Cause we love Eric. Yeah, I love Eric too. Yeah. I don't think Eric's right. I think it's here, but he's so cool. <laughs> lazy bump. No, 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 no. He's, he's doing all the podcast stuff. Yeah. Dude. No, like, he is. He's, yeah. He's crushing it. Yeah. He's crushing it, man. Um, dude, I, it's just been super cool to see all these people hitting all these projects that they, they are, you know, have been long-term projects for them. Yes. I love seeing that. I love, love, love seeing that. And then I already shouted out Stephen Cush, produced this uh, Barnack Scrubs, super hype for him. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of who else hatched out. Some oh, Ryan hatched out Sri Lankan pythons. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, I did that see that. Was that was awesome. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, shout, dude, shout out to Aubrey. Dude. For some of those kicks. Yeah, so the Bacon had Ocelot. Okay, everyone, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter when, pause and go to Google search Super Bacon Emeraldo Reticulated Python because it is the coolest Reticulated Python morph. I know a lot of people are going to be like, but Ocelots, and Aubrey has Ocelots too, okay? Yeah. They're cool, but Super (laughs) Bacons just tickle a little spot in my brain that's really nice. And so you should, yeah, well, he made the double heads, bro. I know. (laughs) So. Uh, but yeah, Super Bacon Emeraldo. So Aubrey produced some Bacons this year. I think it's the first time in the U.S. Bacons have been hatched out. Mm-hmm. Amazing, super hyped, super proud of him. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, and the just some of the he did the uh, the, car- the caramel ocelots. He just had yep. some orange glow, orange glow ocelots, ocelots. First time ever. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's just got some insane retics. I went to his place a couple weeks ago, and just holy crap, like some amazing retics the the future for retic morphs is, is very aubrey, strong yeah. with aubrey that's that's for sure um yeah there's just a lot of people this year have really like crushed it on those passion projects you know i mean aubrey trying to get that pecan female to breed he said took so many years because there's an imported animal yep. you know from the wild so to get that established and not wanting to kill him <laughs> you know getting that to breed and all that that's not an easy task you know we think about breeding retics nowadays as, as being a fairly simple task uh but if you have been around long enough to work with imported animals it's it's not, not so it's not that easy so uh kudos to aubrey and just everybody that's that's been crushing passion projects this year it's it really has been the year of passion projects all the way around yeah so kudos yeah and then uh keith mcpeak uh produced some emerald tree boas yes he only got one or two live babies but you know that stuff happens especially with boas it's so tough that you know there's nothing you can do to if something starts to go wrong inside there's nothing you can do to change it or fix it like with a with a scrub eggs she left him for a little while and i was like i'm gonna take over now yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i can i know i can do this so i did it but with boas there's nothing you can really do so it's like yeah it is what it is. <laughs> um, Heck yeah. So, but yeah, this year has been huge for people's passion projects, me included, and I'm I'm hyped about it. I just love when I see people who are producing stuff that they have been wanting to reproduce for a really long time. That just like really gets me, gets me in here, and I love yeah. seeing that, and I love hyping people up when they're being successful, and uh, and I just love to see it. I love to Hell see yeah! It. All right, Rob. so Jeremy. Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> 
when it comes to uh, in the realm of reptiles, uh, what is something that's got you hyped right now? Besides this herb society meeting tomorrow. Damn it. Besides that. Besides, but it's just that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, man, there's there's actually quite a bit. I know, but like there really is quite a bit that has me has me kind of geeked. Um, damn. Okay, so this this is a little a little selfish on on my part here. Uh, but thanks to Animal Con, um, I've been able to establish some some really great friendships uh, and networks with some cool people from out of the country um australia and the philippines and stuff like that and i've just been talking with those people about how they keep their animals and some of the stuff that they do overseas and just hearing how that differs from what we do here in the u.s yeah. that has me excited because it, it's we talk about it here all the time like there's more than one way to skin a cat you know as horrible as that saying is um there's more than one way to keep your reptiles you know and what we have available to us here in the U.S. is not what some people have in Australia. It's not what some people have in the Philippines. You know, we all, I think, come to very similar understandings, but how we get to those points are oftentimes notably very different. different. Yeah. Um, so hearing that perspective has been really interesting to me. So that's one of the things that has me super excited. That's awesome. What, what about you, Rob? Scrub babies. That's I mean. <laughs> I should have said except scrub babies. <laughs> yeah, you should have because scrub baby, like my scrub babies, and then Stephen Kush's scrub babies, and then also I think Iris is potentially producing some Highland scrubs. Hell yeah! Uh, so Catherine Highland scrubs would be huge. Hell yeah! Huge. Um. Uh, so scrub babies is definitely um got me hyped i mean aside from that just all the people who are doing passion projects man just seeing every, all these people crushing it on these things that they've been working on and yes. you know putting in the blood sweat and tears into getting to that point you know when i heard that owen had produced those white lip pythons i was just like yes dude like i feel yeah, like he's been working so long to get that yeah he's been talking about it the entire time that he's been on npr yeah, exactly. so like exactly. and i listen to npr all the time so like just that's that's been awesome um and then you know just listen to some of the other people just really hitting those things that they've been trying to do and then being able to do that myself that just is has been it for me and just getting to hold the pile of baby scrub pythons yes. and seeing their heads Super poking cool. out of the eggs i took so many pictures and like <sighs> man yeah just, that just is really huge oh also if you're listening this is not i did not warn jeremy that i'm gonna talk about this uh -oh. but npr is doing a calendar contest Oh. And if you keep Morelia or scrubs or any of that sort of stuff, you can't take pictures inside of the enclosures. You got to take them outside and like make it look nice. But it, I think the submissions run until October 7th of this year. So you got a couple more weeks um, to potentially get in a picture. I posted a picture of baby scrubs coming out of the eggs. So I was like, oh, I should, wait, I you should, should do it. I should post that picture. You should. You should. There's That's different categories. There's like uh, more. There's jungles, coastals, all the. Heck look yeah. it up. I, I, I don't know up. everything. It's on their uh, Morelia Pick of the Week page on Facebook. Uh, it's a pinned post, so you can go up there. I would love to see more people enter. Terry Burwell posted some awesome uh, old world rat snake pictures. Terry he posted, Burwell. dude, he posted some of the uh, uh, Boiga Cynodon, and I am in love with those things. Yes. And dude, the picture that he posted of the rhino rats. Coolest picture, Nuts. hand down. Heck yeah. Coolest picture, hand down, that's been posted in there. Heck yeah. And then there's a really nice Owen Pelli. I'm probably going to lose to the Owen Pelli picture, but that's okay. That picture is awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of pictures. Yes. 
Shout out to Nick Mutton and Justin Julian for getting the new Carpet Python book done. Hell yeah. Hell and, yeah. We and, got a little sneak peek of it at Daytona. And I have a picture in there. <laughs> yeah. Hey. The Ocelot Jungle Carpet. I've got a picture of one of my snakes in there. So hell yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Immortalized. Cool. Immortalized. In text. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. That's been, but, uh, that's, that's awesome. Hell yeah. All right, Rob. If people want to find out more about you and stalk your life, where can they go? Uh, check out on Instagram at Rob is Creeping It Real. On my stories, I post field herping stuff constantly. So if All you want time. to see what I'm looking at and finding and stuff on, on my stories, on my page, I've been trying to just – I post a lot of pictures of scrubs recently, so I need to comment <laughs> down with the scrubs because I got 100 people messaging me. So are you going to sell any of those? And I'm like, no, I'm not selling any of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, on Instagram, Rob's creeping it real. I think on on Morph Market is Rob's creeping it real too, or creeping it real with Rob. I I try and keep it all uniform to Rob's creeping it real. On TikTok, Rob's creeping it real. Uh, don't add me on Facebook because I don't. I'm not. No, don't do that. Um, and Jeremy. So if people want to find out more about you and the things you got going on, where are they going to look? They can literally go everywhere. Just brass name reptiles. <laughs> because I'm on social media way too much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Not, not that. <laughs> Just kidding. Not that. Morph Market, <laughs> Twitter, uh, Brassman Reptiles. Um, yeah, you can find me all at those places. Hell yeah! So we'll look forward to seeing you guys all soon again. Yes. Uh, we're lining up some stuff. We're gonna have uh, Trace Harden on, uh, yes. talking about maternal incubation and uh, a couple of the people we got lined up. So we got some cool stuff in the pipeline. Oh yeah, and the uh, we're, whether Rob shows up or not. There's going to be a live from Tinley. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll see you guys very soon. Hell yeah. Later. Later.